Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for every person in this room. We thank you because you have a word for every person here. Lord, speak to me. Speak to us. Use me as a vessel to speak to your people. Lord, I pray that everyone in this room will be touched by you. And no one will leave this place the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Because we've just started the year, I would love to talk about time and how we manage our time. So the title of our message today is Make Every Day Count. As you look at 2020, as you look at your year, make every day count so that your year may count. Living on purpose. How do we do that? How do we do how do we make every day count? Someone said, there are two important days in life. The day you were born and the day you discovered why. Why I'm here is the most important question, is among the most important questions in life. Why do I exist? Why am I here? What am I doing with my time is the second important question. What am I doing with my time? What did I do last year? You may be asking yourself, what have I accomplished with my time? So that, those are questions that we ask ourselves most often, or at least sometime you'll ask yourself that question and you need an answer. Why am I here and what am I doing with my time? The biggest challenge we face in life is to find our place, to find our place, to find out why we are here and how we can make our existence count. The question of purpose and potential are essential to every person. Every person needs to ask themselves this question, and only a few people have been able to answer these questions. Why am I here, and what can I do to make my time or my life count? As we begin the new year, we may be wondering how to make this year count, how to make 2020, how to make this month, this year count. Time is the most valuable commodity. The most valuable commodity is time. We all have 24 hours per day. We all have 365 days a year. What we do with our time determines if we are investing or wasting our lives. What you do with your time will determine if you are truly investing your life into something productive or you are wasting it. You can decide to invest 2020 or waste it. You can make a decision to invest today, to invest this year, your time or to waste it. Remember, you will never get it back. So we have 2020 ahead of us. Are we going to invest it or waste it? I want you to know that every person on earth has a purpose. Every person was uniquely created by God to fit in his master plan. You are not here just by chance. There is a master plan of God, and he designed every one of us to fit in that plan. You have a purpose. 
Your neighbor has a purpose. Can you tell your neighbor you have a purpose? Can you tell the person sitting next to you you have a purpose? Can you tell your neighbor you have a purpose? Just tell them you have a purpose. It doesn't matter how serious they look. Just tell them you have a purpose. Tell them they, have, they came to church, they need to hear this. So tell them you have a purpose. Babe, you have a purpose. God has a purpose for every life. From the time a child is conceived, there is a purpose of God. Isaiah 43, 7 says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. God formed you and made you for his glory. If you don't know why you were created, I want you to know this morning, you were created for God's glory. That's enough. That's enough. The purpose of each life is to glorify God. We may have specific ways to glorify God, to express it. But the bottom line is that every person ever conceived was made by God to glorify him. For you to know your purpose, you need to find God first. Because he created you. Once you find God, the rest will make sense. Everything you do through him will fulfill your purpose. Everything you do outside of him may be leading you somewhere else. Maybe wasting your time. I want you to know something. I would say this very important thing. Success does not determine purpose. Wealthy people are not necessarily fulfilling their purpose. Money or success, education, doesn't mean you have fulfilled your purpose. Glorifying God does. People can be rich, you can make money, you can achieve a lot. You can be famous. You can reach highest level of respect and fame on earth without fulfilling your purpose. It's only when we glorify God that we are fulfilling our purpose. I'm not against business. I love businessmen. In fact, we have some businessmen in our church and women. You should keep doing it, glorifying God. I'm not against education. You should study to the highest level, glorifying God. Everything you do to glorify God contributes to your purpose. Everything you do for your selfish ambitions will not contribute to the fulfillment of your purpose. Your purpose is not how you want your life to be. Your purpose is not your dream. Even though it's not bad to dream. Your purpose is God's dream for you. I'm not saying we shouldn't dream. No. I'm just saying purpose is found in God and God alone. That's the bottom line. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. There is, a, there is the purpose why God created us. There is a pathway. There is a lane that God prepared for you to walk on earth. How do you stay on your path. How do you live on purpose? How do you make every day count? That's the question we want to answer today. So every day you make a step closer 
or you drift away from your purpose. Every day. You really want to pursue your purpose. You want to follow it. But there are things that are happening in your life that are stopping you from really following your purpose. I want to talk to you today. If that's the case. If you want to live for God, you want to achieve something, you want to pursue something, you really want to do it, but there are events in life that are standing in your way. I want to state three situations you may face and how you should respond to them. Three situations you may face this year or you are facing now and how you should respond to them as you try to make each day an this year count. The first one, make every day count while waiting. So the first situation is you are waiting for something or someone. Sometimes we want to do something. We want to move forward. We want to achieve something. We know what we are supposed to do or we were called to do. We know what we were called to do, but we don't have the resources. We don't have the skills. We don't have the people around us to make it happen. You are required to wait. This season is called a waiting season. Maybe that's where you are. How do you make every day count while waiting for something or someone? How do you make a day count while you are between two events? You've just lost your job and you are waiting for another. How do you make every day count while you are in between events? Maybe that's where you are in your life. Maybe you are in between events. You lost your job, you're waiting for another one. And you are there. Maybe you, 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 you lost your business. Maybe you lost something and you are waiting for something has to happen. So you are in a waiting season. Maybe, maybe that's where you are. How do you make it count? How do you make every day count while you are waiting for rain? Well, how do you make it? You are a farmer and you are waiting for rain. It's a waiting season. What do you do during that, that time? You're waiting for an opportunity. You know, I, I hate waiting. I hate waiting. I don't think anyone in this room enjoys waiting. Maybe Doug. I, I don't really enjoy waiting. You know, we hate waiting. At the doctor's office, uh, we, at fast food driveway window, at markers, you know, we hate waiting for a promise. We hate waiting. I drive from Tamworth to Canada every week, almost three to four times, every week. Uh, you know how, you know, driving can be bore, boring sometimes. So one hour, one hour, I know we drive, so we know, we, we know from one town to another, it's like two hours. People who come from Kunababran, they know how boring it can be to just drive here. Why? Because we hate driving. So when we started that, that this in 2016, coming here to Canada, I was really bored. I was, what am I going to do with this one hour? When I leave Tamworth going to Canada, it's just one hour wasted, waiting for the car to get there. For and full hours, the all I can hear is just the road. And then I asked myself a question. How am I going to develop ways to make every hour on the road count? I asked myself that question. How am I going to deal with this boredom? How? And then we decided, my wife and I, 
when we get in the car, maybe that will be the time for us to, to discuss some important things and make use of the hour. Or maybe it will be the time to pray. Or maybe it will be the time for us to, uh, to listen to some worship music or maybe to listen to some leadership podcast. Or maybe let's make use of this hour. A and then we started to feel like it's not boring anymore. We begin to enjoy the hour that we come and go back. We enjoy it now. We, we, we know what to do. We know how to manage it. So how do we make waiting time count? M maybe this year you are waiting for something. You are in between events. Let me take you to James chapter 5, verse 7 to 8. Be patient, then brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. Patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. You know, the secret of a healthy wait is patience. Patience. Unhealthy wait is passive. Unhealthy wait is just there. Patience is not a passive attitude. It does not mean sitting back, doing nothing. Patience is an act of faith. Let me be clear here. The dictionary defines patience as the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. This is how I define patience. The decision to appreciate the current situation while waiting for the expected outcome. We lose patience when we fail to appreciate what we have or where we are. That's when you lose patience. Because all your eyes are on the thing you are waiting for to the point where you fail to appreciate where you are and what you have. Psalm 103, 2, it says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. The psalmist is saying, I should not forget what is happening now. Even though I'm waiting patiently for the breakthrough or for the expected outcome. Those who find something to appreciate about where they are or what they have can exercise patience. Impatience comes when we lose sight of some good aspect of what is happening around us. Despite the drought, we can still thank God for keeping us alive. We can lose sight and all we see will be the drought. Or we can decide to appreciate that our families are still healthy. That this is still happening and that is still happening. I'm not saying we shouldn't recognize the problem. I'm just saying we still have something to appreciate in the midst of the problem. So my request, my, my, my advice to you is when you're waiting for something so patiently... Ask yourself, what can I appreciate here now? When we drive from Ganeda now, we, 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 from Ganeda to Tamworth, Tamworth to Ganeda, we try to appreciate the journey. Try to appreciate the, the things we see around. We talk about the trees we see, the land and everything, and the, the conversations and the music. We try to enjoy every step of the journey. It's not all about getting there. Every step of the journey is important. And we appreciate that. 
are you trying to appreciate your current life or all your eyes are if it changes, if this happens, then my life will be better. Making every day count while waiting requires patience. Patience requires appreciation of current situation. When, you know, and this is something I really want you to keep in your, in your mind and your heart today. Appreciate where you are. The second point, make every day count while enduring. You know, another situation that can stand in our way while trying to live our purpose is hardship. Hardship. So this is even worse because when you are waiting, you can be comfortable somehow. But when there is hardship, you are not comfortable. There is pain. There is something that is coming against you. It can be sickness. It can be financial challenges. It can be something, relational challenges. And, and you, you are in a situation where you have to endure. You know, we all don't enjoy enduring. We don't all enjoy hardship. How do you make your day count while enduring some hardship? Can anything good come out of your hardship? That's the question we can ask ourselves. I've seen many people struggle with cake, chocolate, lollies, or some kind of food addiction. I've seen many people struggle with that. You know what? One thing I've realized, I've never had a problem with food. Or lollies. I don't remember chocolate or cake. You may be in a party and they will bring cake. I will not even taste it. And I asked myself one day, why don't I have a problem with food? I don't remember eating. It's not a good thing. I think my wife is fighting with that. But I realized that because I've never, I, I was not exposed to lollies and chocolate when I was a child, which is not a good thing. But I've never been exposed to it. Then when I grew up around to my 20s, I started to fast a lot, fast a lot, fast, fast and pray. Then food became really it's not important to me. My hardship has been used by God as my strength. I have no addiction with food, even coffee. I don't drink coffee. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I struggle to choose what, I'm, uh, what I will take in a restaurant uh, because it's all the same except onion. Don't like onion at all. So the point I'm making is this. Maybe you think your situation, your hardship will be wasted. God wastes nothing. He wastes nothing. He will use it for your good. So when you are going through hardship, let me take you to Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. Making every day count while enduring hardship requires prayer. The first one was patience while waiting. The second one is prayer while enduring. Prayer does not only change your situation. It changes you. It makes the peace of God to guard your heart and mind. 
while you are enduring the situation. This year, if you want to make every day count, commit to pray every day. If you want 2020 to count, pray every day. You will see opportunities coming your way. You will see favor where other people are being rejected. You will see strength where other people are struggling. Prayer moves mountains. We ask you to fast for 21 days. We are fasting as a church. Commit to it. Do something about it. Pray while enduring. Third, make every day count while celebrating. Waiting, enduring, celebrating. You may be waiting for something. You may be enduring something. Or you may be experiencing some progress in certain areas of your life. If you pay attention, even when you are enduring a situation, there is something you can appreciate. Even when you are celebrating a breakthrough, there is something that may be going wrong. Are we together? So what happens when you are celebrating? What do we do when we are celebrating? Maybe your business is doing well in the middle of the drought. Maybe you just bought a house and things aren't very bad for you. Maybe you just finished a treatment and the doctor told you, everything is now fine. You are clear. What do you do with good news? Praise. Making every day count during good times requires praise to God. To God. What does that mean? Do not take credit for success in your life. Do not take credit for success in your life. Do not take credit for success in your life. The skills you have, your talents, your gifts, and even the opportunities you have are all a blessing from God. Let me prove it. James chapter 1 verse 17. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, who created all light in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Every good thing you have is a gift from God. Remember to, God, to give God credit for your success every day. Remember God is the source of your blessing. Some of us, some of us think that we pay our bills because we work hard. Do you think you pay your bills because you are a hard worker? I have a message for you. Some people work really hard and they can't even buy food. They invest the same effort, but they are in a place where their effort is not rewarded. You are blessed by God to be here, to be where you are, so that your work can be rewarded. It's God who positioned you there. It's not about how much effort you put in. It's not about how clever you are. God has given you that opportunity. You know what? You don't pay your bills because you work hard. You pay your bills because God has blessed you. Let me remind you, some people cannot wake up in the morning. They are very, very smart, smarter than you, but they are sick. They can't wake up in the morning. God has kept you alive. God has kept you strong. And you think you pay your bills because you work hard? Let's stop deceiving ourselves, church. God has given you everything you have. Everything you have. 
Colossians chapter 1.17. He existed before anything. And he holds all creation together. Who? Jesus. He holds all creation together. If you are walking, in him we live, we breathe, and have our being. Everything you do is because God allows it. Give credit to God. God asks you to go to church for one hour per week. One hour per week. And the only excuse you can give him is, I'm tired, I've been working the whole week. For me, I will recognize that God gives me the strength to work from Monday to Saturday even and still worship him on Sunday. He required, he requested that on Sunday we all worship him. And we are not asking you to come here at six and leave at six. We ask you to come here for one hour. It is time to revisit your plans. Are you going to make 2020 count? Are you going to make this year count? Just before I finish, I will give you this story. Two years ago, my wife and I decided that I should study again to refine some skills in my life. So I enrolled into this uh, degree, master degree <coughs> of leadership. They told me, for you to do this in two years, normally you have to go for four years if you are working full time. Because you have to do four subjects per semester to be able to finish it in two years. If you take two subjects per semester, it will go four years. If you take one subject per semester, it will go for eight years. Some people are doing that. I said, I want to do it in two years, the shortest possible. And they are, you are a pastor, you work full-time. Yes, I work full-time, and I will do it in full-time. Why? I, I trust God. I didn't know what I was putting myself into. <laughs> I forgot I have a family. I have a wife and children and, and life to live. The last two years have been dark. You know, one thing I want you to know. I finished in December very good marks. I want you to know that. I'm not praising myself. God gave me the strength. We don't have enough time. But God made it happen. God sustained me. God was there with me. Everything I was reading, it was coming in well. I, I understood everything. When I was doing finance, finance is the worst, like don't even go there. <laughs> there's no shortcut when you're doing stuff with finances. You can't, there's no shortcut. Everything, you have to read every book. You have to listen to every lecture. You have to follow every rule. God, help me to finish it. God, and I give credit to God. If I come here and tell you I'm a smart guy, that's why I did it, I will be lying to you. I was doing Hebrew and Greek at the same time. You write from right to left, like this Hebrew, and it's all symbols and signs. English is not my first language. It's like my seventh language. Then I'm adding Hebrew and Greek on it. They are completely different, Hebrew and Greek. They don't even look alike. Like it's completely different. When I was repeating the alphabet in the house, my children were laughing at me. God gave me, you know what, high distinction in Hebrew and Greek. God. 
I'm still learning English, and I'm studying, I was studying in English, not French. The point I'm making here is, who do you give glory to? When you're celebrating, who do you give credit to? When you see your salary, your income come in your bank account, who do you give credit to? Your hard work or yourself? When you achieve something in life, who do you give credit to? To make your life count, you need to live on purpose. A purposeful life is built one day at a time. To make every day count, you need to respond appropriately. When life forces you to wait, you need patience. When life forces you to endure hardship, you need prayer. When life seems to be good, you need to praise God. In other words, making every day count while waiting requires patience. Making every day count while enduring hardship requires prayer. Making every day count during good times requires praise. These are three, three Ps, if you re realize that. I, I made them on purpose, Ps, so that you can remember every day. Patience, prayer, and praise every day this year. Let's bow our head. Let's bow our head. I'm going to pray for you that God will give you the strength to be patient, to appreciate where you are. Maybe you don't think there is anything good that may come out of your life. I know there is. There is something good that is happening in your life now. Even though you don't see it, it is there. Maybe you are enduring a situation, maybe a sickness, maybe a hardship, maybe something, uh, uh, financial setback. Remember to pray. God will give you the strength. God will give you his peace that transcends all understanding. And he will open the door for you. Or maybe something good is happening and you, you've been taking credits for your own effort. And God wants you to give him credit.